Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Monday, September 12th, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. Hey, Coach, appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks for having me. We'll get started here with Jeff McLean and then Dave Zangaro. All right, I guess we're doing these Zooms. Uh, Nick, why, why didn't that Jordan uh, Davis play more, and was there any correlation between the uh, defense's struggle against the run and there not being enough 5-D on looks? Uh, yeah, we have a rotation, obviously, that we were that we felt good about. We felt like, uh, you know, some of those – with the way we kind of went about the the game and um, that was our rotation sometimes that you know sometimes they're going to get different reps um, kind of similar to a wide receiver and how how many balls they get in certain games or uh, this or that and it just so happened to play out a, a little bit that way with Jordan um, yesterday um, obviously we want to try to get as many those guys are good players and we're deep at that position so we want to try to get we want to try to get as many of those guys as many reps as we possibly can it just that's the way the numbers shook out yesterday um, as far as the correlation between with the way they ran it and, and him, um, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think there was any, any correlation to that. Um, we, there's no doubt we have to do a better job in the run game um, as far as our defense, and, and, and we've been working like crazy to do that here today. Uh, just to follow up, though, the, um, you know, it seemed like the, the run numbers were – there was a discrepancy between when they were four down versus five down. Tell me what you mean by that. It say? seems like they had more success when there were four down linemen versus five down linemen. Is that what you guys figured? Is that what you saw too? Well, um, again, there's different reasons for why the the play is being successful. I think you can look at the numbers and see what and see what they say. We're just, we're just we're discussing every defense uh, individually um, and and seeing what we do. We we do what we tried to do. Whatever we were, uh, whenever we were calling a certain play, we were doing what we thought was best for the team in that particular moment. Um, and like I said, we'll see. We'll see where we we feel like our our best defenses are and against the run. But you know when we had a when we had a bigger lead right there, um, we thought they could potentially be a little more one dimensional, and they did a good job of, of still keeping it uh, to their offense. And uh, you know we were up seventeen twice and on two different occasions there in the uh, in the third quarter. You know some teams do do um, get a little bit more one dimensional in that time. Uh, they happen to they happen to keep it a little more balanced. You know there was a third and a third and eleven I believe um, that they ran and they're down seventeen and they ran the ball. Um, you know and so hats off to them. That that takes some some guts to do that and they and they executed it. So but a little bit of that Jeff comes down to the situation that you're playing. And what you're trying, you're trying to make educated guesses on what you think the offense and, and the defense is going to do. Go ahead, Dave, and then Martin. Martin. Dave. Martin, we'll go to you. Right. Hey, Nick, um, the report just came out that uh, Derek Barnett uh, has a torn ACL is out for the year. Uh, can you confirm that? And also um, what that means for a guy like Teron Jackson, what you've kind of seen from him as far as his growth from last year to this year. Thanks. Yeah, I can confirm that. Uh, Derek will be out um, and uh, he, he tore his ACL. And uh, obviously that's a big blow for us. Uh, I, I 
I love the way Derek Barnett comes to work every single day and plays with uh, grittiness and toughness and nasty. Uh, I, I, I am a huge Derek Barnett fan, and uh, we're and he'll be missed. Um, and so that that uh, that sucks. I, I I hate that for him. I hate that for this team. Um, and and again, like I said, he'll be missed. I can't tell you how much I think I think of Derek. Um, uh, with that being said, it's part of this game, and I hate that part of this game because I've had to live that with with injuries myself when and from co- when I played in college, and I hate that part of this game. But it is part of this game, and and um, you know how he's done. Howie and his staff have done a great job of making us deep at the O and D line, and so. Um, you know we have some some good options there. We have a good rotation right there, and uh, and Teron wasn't up yesterday. But how quickly uh, it can turn from you not being up for a game to you having a significant role. And um, I know our guys understand that. We talk to our guys a lot about that, about the the their roles, and and how if you're a backup, you're one snap away from going in. And 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 you know it's just the way that's going to play out for Teron uh, again. But my heart breaks for for Derek and. Uh, He'll be missed, and you know, I look forward to trying getting some more reps, though. We'll go to John McMullen and then Chris Franklin. Uh, hey, Nick. Uh, just wanted your thoughts on uh, Devontae and, uh, you know, how many reps he got. And obviously, he got a couple targets. I know you said eventually, you know, week to week, uh, the football will come to you. But as – sort of the offensive architect and Shane as the play caller, how much discipline do you guys have to have to, to make sure you get guys involved? Yeah, we, we, we must, we, we got to, because you never want to be one dimensional and let them say, Hey, we're taking this away or taking that away. Devonte Smith is a great play, not a good playmaker, a great playmaker. I think we all saw everybody in the city saw that on hand last year. And you know, I, you know, you come away from that game and you felt uh, you know, I felt good. There's there's things that I told the offense. We did so many good things. We did so many good things, and we have a lot to but, – but yet again, we have a lot to clean up, and a lot of it, in my mind, was communication issues. So I came out of that game thinking, okay, we got communication issues to clean up, but, man, we ran the ball well. We were pretty efficient passing the ball. We were great on third down. We were really good in the red zone. We, we had a really good two-minute drive to get points at the end of the half. We ended – we like when you end with the ball in your hand in a four minute drive, that is huge, 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 huge. And so there's so many good things we did. And like, so, you know, I didn't, you know, but coming away, you're like, Devonte Smith didn't get any catches. You know, you don't, sometimes you don't feel that in the game. And, you know, he's got to touch the ball. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. He's got to touch the ball. And it's just the way the game went. I think, you know, when we looked at it, you know, he did have the four targets, um, he had the four targets, but there was a handful of other things that that were called for him, and so I, I know. And for whatever reason, there's there's so many different reasons of why it doesn't go to him, and 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 for whatever reason, it was it, it didn't here, and and we had some other opportunities to get it to him. Um, again, it, it could, there's a multiple reasons why uh, of why it didn't, uh, why it didn't. So um, and so you know he a lot of these plays were still run through him. It just you know. For whatever reason, it didn't seem to time up perfectly. AJ had this huge game, and and Devontae didn't touch the ball at all. Oh my goodness, they're never going to use Devontae Smith again. I can promise you that's not the case. We, he is, he is who the him, AJ, and Dallas are who the offense will run through. Who the who the pass offense will run through, 
and it just was the perfect storm yesterday with where he didn't get any touches and uh and that and hey that's my job though to to make sure that he gets gets the touches and then we'll fix that and uh, you know but that's that's not that you know a lot was still planned for him we'll go to chris and then dave Hey, Nick, uh, it looked like the Lions, got, the Lions got a lot of pressure on uh, Jalen Hurts when he came through via the blitz and other ways. After watching the tape, how can you guys protect him from being hit so much? And, and and do you worry, are you worried about that accumulating over the course of the season? Yeah, you know, I didn't think the pressure, like I, I said this yesterday, or I, maybe I said it this morning. Yeah, I think I said this morning. Um, I didn't think the pressure was a result of anybody losing one-on-one it was more of a result of you know them bringing one more than we could block and um and so that's going to happen sometimes not everybody's uh not everybody's going to say i'll i'll do this this type of pressure um and and live with the consequences of it you know i thought we had some good things on yesterday and that we didn't um you know, there was just one thing or another. Like we had a pretty good play call for Devonte on one of the pressures, and it, and the ball got batted down. Like that's a good play by the defense. And so, no, uh, you know, obviously I never want Jalen to take unnecessary hits, but we all we got to remember too what makes one of the things that makes Jalen special, and that's his ability to create when something's not there, and uh, or when uh, or we when they have one more guy than we can block, and we didn't see that it was a, that type of pressure. Um, and so, yeah, you never want him to take too many hits, that's for sure. I mean, you know, but, uh, you know, he, that, that is one thing that makes him special. And uh, um, so I'm not, not I'm never going to say that I'm worried about it, uh, but, you know, we always will have a plan for those extra pressures that they have, and, um, and we'll, we'll do as much as we can to make sure he doesn't get hit. Go ahead, Dave and then Tim. Nick, we saw A.J. Brown in the slot quite a bit yesterday generally speaking what dictates that and and what do you like about him in there you know there's just different there's different ways maybe some sometimes you're in a no huddle look and the guys are supposed to get lined up and so we can go fast right and that's the beauty of these guys these receivers are smart they can play all these different positions uh sometimes it's by design that the ball's going somewhere else um, on the outside, and you're move, you're shuffling guys around, right? And there's so there's so many different reasons why somebody would be uh, in the slot or on the outside. Uh, but one thing we always take great pride in is that you know when you have good playmakers, you want to move them around. I think when you know I think the days of this guy always lines up to the left or this outside, or this guy always lines up to the right outside, or this guy's always in the slot. In my opinion, are you know are a little bit over in a sense because you, you do that too much and you make it a little bit more simple for the, the defense to take those guys away because they can roll coverage. They can keep the corner over there. They can they can cheat the linebacker out. It's much easier when you know any, where he is. So, you know, we've that's been our, you know, that's been something we've liked to do in the past with our, you know, we did that. I know we did that a lot. We did that a chunk last year with Devontae. We did that, we did that at, uh, awful lot with uh, Keenan Allen when I was with, with the Chargers. So um, that's something that that's always on our mind with our with our good playmakers. Go ahead, Tim and then Zach. Nick, uh, what stands out about Jalen's performance after watching the tape? And where does it kind of stack up in, in terms of performances that you've seen since you've been here? 
Yeah. Hey Tim, how you doing? Uh, I think uh, I think he had a nice. I think he did a nice job yesterday. He made some. You know, I I really felt like there were you know there were really a lot of moments in that game where he was throwing on rhythm and ripping the ball where it was supposed to be on time. Um, you know, some of it. You know, so I thought that part of it in the po- his in the pocket play I thought was really good. The, the delivery of the football. You know, of course we're gonna wa- we're all gonna want a couple. He's, he touches the ball every time, so you know every play. So of course there's gonna be some things where like hey maybe here or there, um, but um, that you wanted it to be a little bit different. But I thought he played a really good game. And then, you know, as far as his ability with his legs, I mean he I mean, they gained 90 yards on the ground. You know, some of them obviously were off scrambles and some of them were off design quarterback runs or, you know, whatever we were doing there, like design quarterback runs or read plays and stuff like that. And so, you know, that's a lot of offense to, to I think, that, that teams that typically are in the top half of the league and in, in, in running the football have an element of their quarterback that can run. And so, um, again, I just thought it was a good all-around all around game that he had and I thought he was seeing the defense well and getting us to what we needed to get to. And uh, you know, um, I really thought it was. I really thought he played. He played a really good game. I, I don't. I don't necessarily want to say a rank of the the other games that I'm. I'm kind of in the moment right now of this season and some of the play. You know, I, I remember plays and everything from last year, but I don't know if I want to comment on where I thought it was um, in his games in the past. But I, I definitely thought he played winning football yesterday. Go ahead, Zach, and then Ed. Hey, good afternoon, Nick. If you look at situational football in particular on on the defensive side, uh, the Lions were 9 of 13 on third downs, 4-4 in the red zone. What was the defense lacking in those money situations? Yeah, you know, keeping those drives alive on a third down, um, it felt like, you know, we had, I think, three three and outs early um, after that first drive, and then we had the turnover. And then it felt like what was what was happening is like, okay, once they got a first down, we couldn't stop the bleeding. So once the drive kind of started to go, uh, we just we couldn't get off the field there. And um, and then the same thing, you know, then we would get to the red zone and, and it felt, you know, there were some things that happened in the red zone. It didn't felt as there were some things that happened in the red zone in the sense of like, you know, we'd have them on a negative play or a, a stop, and then they'd get a, a chunk to get down inside the five, first and goal inside the five. That happened a couple times. Um, and so, you know, it, it wasn't that we were giving up explosive plays because by our count, we won that explosive play battle by, by a significant amount, um, you know, based off of how we, how we track all that. Um, so it was more of just the sustained drives, and so and that can be just a, a, a short completion here, or a short completion there, um, or you know the run game, you know which wasn't up to our standard, and we know we'll be better as we move forward. So it, it's you know, and it always is going to start with us as coaches, and and then we just got to get them in a good position to help them make plays, and then um, you know, and we're all in this together, and so it wasn't one thing here here or there it wasn't just one particular thing zach it was you know it was it was a bunch of things but it was it really was highlighted by just the 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 succession of them being able to stack plays on plays on plays um as opposed to hitting any big ones but um but still you gotta stop we gotta stop them and and get off the field in some of those situations we'll go to ed and then josh 
Yeah. Hey, Nick. Um, I think one of the overlooked parts of yesterday's game, at least for me, I don't know about others on this call, was the uh, onside kick recovery um, by Zach McPherson there. It, did, it didn't seem to catch you guys off guard and it gave you the short field and you were able to cash it into a touchdown. Um, just, you know, what was that play? I mean, how, you know, how do your special teams line up in that situation? You're not really expecting it at that point, um, but. How big a play was that for you, in your opinion? Yeah, good question. That, that was a huge play. And to me, you know, I know that doesn't count as a turnover, but it, it kind of should a little bit in my mind, right? Um, and by, by my, you know, by where we get the football and how we get it, that momentum, like, hey, you just tried to get us and we got you. You know what I mean? That, that's a great feeling. And so, like, you know, it's first of all, I got to give a ton of credit to to Coach Clay and Coach Panunzio and Coach uh, Tyler Brown in the sense of, man, they prepared those guys for that. They they knew that was in their repertoire and they and they prepared them for it. And we practiced that. Like Zach did that in the in a practice. Uh, and and that's so cool as a coach, man. That's so cool when that happens as a coach where you you prep them and then they come out and they execute it. Like that's like. We can't score touchdowns anymore. We can't get onside kicks anymore. We can't get a strip sack fumble anymore. But that's such a cool thing when we can help them accomplish everything they want to accomplish and what we want to accomplish as a team. And then Zach just being disciplined in the sense of of what he's taught there, you know, and he's taught a very sp- specific fundamental there uh, while the ball's getting kicked. And and Zach sh- stayed true to his rules. Um, you know, and he made an and he executed a huge play in that game, and just great, a great, and it was a, and it wasn't just Zach. The ball happened to go to Zach, and Zach caught it. Our our whole line and the whole of everybody in the front was doing that, and so, hey, we talk about this all the time, and this is why we walk through so much. We we have so much walk through. It's like, hey, this game, yeah, we're expecting this, or we're expecting that, but what do you do when it's not that? And so, what do you have to do? is play your rules in, 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 in everything. Like, it doesn't matter if it's offense, defense, or special teams. You play your rules. And when you play your rules, that doesn't mean you're always going to be successful against all the unknowns, but it at least gives you a chance to be. And that's what Zach did, and that's what our special teams coaches ha- did and the whole special teams unit. I thought that special teams played really good yesterday, and that was a huge, huge play in that game. I mean, it just made me think, like, Hey, what was last year's big special teams play? It was a Carolina block punt, right? And then, boom, the, and you know there was there was a big punt return last year, and then boom, uh, this one, you know, and it's great to see all phases contributing to to winning the football game. Go ahead, Josh, and then Bo. Hey, Nick. Good afternoon. Um, just hey, following Josh. up on uh, uh, Derek Barnett. Uh, I guess could you uh, touch on the uh, significance of and the impact of having a healthy uh, BG back in that rotation? Um, you know, with that injury, and then you know, I, I guess BG's. Just what was it like having BG back on the field yesterday? Martin, someone just popped into your your room right there. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> All right, yeah. So uh, it was, was huge. <laughs> It was huge to have uh, is to have uh, Brandon Graham back, obviously, um, and you know, obviously, in the scenario we're in right now, you want as much depth as you possibly can there, and so having his leadership and and, and Brandon Graham is not just a great player; he's a great person and he's a great teammate, and and man, you, you just want him on the field, and you want him on the field uh, Monday through Saturday as well because naturally there's going to be 
lulls, right? And like, oh, it's Wednesday. The coaches were up all night uh, working, and it's week six. And, uh, man, we're kind of dragging ass today, right? And someone's got to pick us up, right? And BG seems like he's always the one that can do that uh, just because his, his personality, he's got an infectious personality. Um, guys gravitate towards him, and that's why he's one of our captains. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great to see him on that field again yesterday. He's worked so hard to get back and uh, had a really nice rush on that that big sack that Fletch got, um, which we created pressure on that interior there and on the perimeter. So, you know, good to, good to see him back making plays. Thanks. We'll go to Bo and then Lats. Hey, Nick. Uh, quarterbacks getting hit is not a, a new topic with, with rushing quarterbacks, and, and obviously you're not going to stop Jalen from, from scrambling. Um, do you have, like, a number in your mind for how, how often you want to have those designed runs or, or read plays for him over the course of a game? 22. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't have a – you know, every game is going to be called for something different and how you need – like, I – I know this, that if we need to throw it 50 times to win the game, we'll do that. If we need to run it uh, to Miles in Boston and Kenny 50 times, we'll do it. If we need to run Jalen, I won't say 50 because that's the number that you're asking is a little south of 50. But if we have to run him 20 times to win the game, we'll do it. And Jalen's Jalen knows how to protect himself. That doesn't mean you can always – account for somebody, you know, getting an extra shot on him. I get that. Like, obviously, we've seen that. I think it, ha- I think it happened in the Jets game this office, this, this uh, training camp, um, you know, and, and then obviously it happened a couple times yesterday. Um, but you can't always account for that. But he's very smart about how he, he doesn't take hits like a, a normal quarterback take hits. He, he knows – He's got rare instincts in the sense of how to get down and how to scramble out. That doesn't mean it's going to be perfect every time. I I, I get that. Um, But he does have rare instincts, and we do trust his decision-making process there. Um, But, you know, we're going to do what we can do to protect him at all times without affecting that, uh, that affecting how we win the football game. If that makes sense. Do you find yourself thinking like, man, it's only week one, or are you are you so much a prisoner of the game that we got to do what we got to do to win this this week? Yeah, I mean, you're always you're 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 always thinking the big picture. Obviously, when it comes to player safety and player health, um, I mean that's why we practice the way we do, right? And that's why you know we're we're always thinking about that. And so, yes, you do. Um, think about in the game, you, you, but in the game, you're like, all right, well, this is the only game that matters right now. I'm not worried about anything else. So it's a fine line. And, and, and there's a lot of those situations in football, like where there's fine lines in, in, in it. So to answer your question, yes to both. I mean, we're thinking, yes to, yes to both. So. We have time for two more. So go ahead, Les, and then Pat. Uh, just to follow up on what Bo was asking there, uh, the slides specifically, it seems like there's contact on every slide he makes. Now, as You're I right, Les. I'm going to call the – that's how I felt yesterday. Well, that's what I'm asking. 
that's what I'm asking. You know, he's down. Why is there contact on every slide? And did you take this up with the officials? And are you going to talk to the with the league about this? Is it sure. is there a what? is there so a, a benefit if you make a big deal of this? Or? Sure. So yeah. Les, here's the here's the way the rule reads, and uh, and I can just educate us on the on the way it reads, and the, and the way it reads is like is that if Jalen slides before anybody is committed to tackling him, then they can't touch him, right? So now when he slides and the guy is already in the process of making the tackle, like he's – because the guys can't just let up, right? We wouldn't want our guys to teach it that way either, right? Because if he's going – if he hasn't started his act of sliding, we want those guys to continue on the process of trying to tackle him. So if he starts his slide while they're in the process of trying to tackle him, he's free game except for in the head and neck area, okay, if that if that makes sense. So we got a couple called yesterday because they went to the head and neck area. And, you know, I got to remind myself, Les, I, you know, it, I think it's a good opportunity for me to say that to the fans and, and, and to myself out there because I never want them to get hit. I, I mean, let's be honest. Like, I know what Bo asked me, and I, I well, we got to run them, but I don't want them to want them to get hit. Um, and so – you know, but that is within the rules of the game, and I gotta—I have to remind myself. The reason I'm so educated in that rule is one, I has my job to be, but also is because I gotta educate myself so I don't fly off the handle that he got hit. And that doesn't always mean I'm perfect with that because I know I, I know I do. But uh, so that is the way the rule writes, um, and I know the referees have a really hard job, and I think they did a good job of officiating that. To be honest with you, I think they did a really good job of officiating that yesterday. Go ahead, Pat. Nick, uh, before the season, maybe a few days before, I polled a bunch of the players and asked them who they thought maybe deserved a little more attention, and several of them said Kaiser White. Uh, what did you think of his performance, and do you think you just kind of got lucky bringing in a player like that on, on that kind of deal? Man, he he can he he is a physical player. He he can he can come in there and stick. And he he did that on a couple of occasions yesterday. He made a huge play that helped us, um, you know, change you know change the game right and put us up 14 points by a play that he made. And so you know, and then obviously James finished it off. But he, what Kaiser did also on that play is he got the tip right. He had great coverage on Hawkinson. Marlin uh, got a great pass rush um, to put pressure on golf, where golf had to get off. Not only did, and then then all of a sudden, like he's got this great coverage on Hawkinson, he tips it, he gets it to James, and then he gets himself because he dove for that tip. He gets himself off the turf fast and gets a block on Swift to spring uh, James for a, for a touchdown. And so, but that's who he is. Like that, he just he's all, he's all go at all times, and he. Um, he has a knack to make plays, and uh, we've seen that in the two games he's played here, right? He had the interception against the Jets, and he made the play here. And and I just can't say how much I think of him, uh, how physical he is, right? He's a physical man, and I and I lo- and I love that. I love that about him, right? Because that's the name of this game. And so, um, shoot, uh, just a great job by Howie and his staff of getting, uh, you know, getting good players in here and, and that uh you know Kaiser is definitely one of them and I'm sure it's like you know I don't I don't know like I don't want to say it was a steal I don't want to say anything like that I'm just sure as heck glad we got him right and uh I'm you know I'm sure as heck he's he, glad he's not on the Chargers anymore and he's a Philadelphia Eagle 
Coach, we'll take one more here from Jimmy Kemsky. Hey Nick, you got you got a uh, ten points on the two possessions, book ending halftime. Um, so on the one before the half, uh, after Jalen had taken a sack on first down, I think it put you in like second and fifteen, a little under a minute to go. You guys seemed content to just run clock at that point. Uh, was that the plan before um, the Lions then called timeout? Um, we were still content on on going and and getting it. The Lions called a timeout off of uh, we ran the first play. We ran a play on the first play to get and we got a, a good start. And then we uh, the second play, I think we ended we passed it to get the first down. And then did we took the sack right there? I think the Lions called a timeout, and we didn't ru- we ran a pass play the next down. Now Jalen scrambled on that. Scramble, it was a scramble. Yeah, right. yeah, it was a scramble. We were playing to go down there and get points, and so he had to scramble on that play, and he scrambled. Then we called a timeout, and it took us to third and four. And I'm trying to replay this whole thing in my head. I'm, I'm I've watched the game like eight times, so I, I think I got it pretty good. So then third and four, we took the deep shot to AJ. AJ caught it, got us right. down to the five. So in my mind, we we were playing. That's I'm pretty sure that was the progression of it, and. Um, in my mind, we were and we were playing to score that entire time. We weren't. We we were playing. We 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 had a lot of faith in our offense right there. And we when we went down and scored. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, we we were. Our intent was to go score, and uh, and that's what we did. It was more like you were just kind of because you didn't have. You didn't seem to have like an urgency after uh, Jalen got sacked on that play. You're still, but you're still going to try to move the ball on the field, but maybe just not maybe running a little bit of clock then, I guess, right? Well, they called it – I believe they called a timeout there. They called a timeout after the sack, yeah. I'm saying if they yeah. hadn't, would you have just – you would have still tried to go down and score, I'm but I'm maybe that one myself. Maybe but, not. yeah, we would have, we were still, I mean, we'd have okay. still tried to go down and score. But, but, but you play it differently. I mean, we passed the next down, so you play it differently based off some things. But, no, that's a good question. I, I appreciate the question. We, and we, and we were trying to score the whole time, yeah. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.